Hey, what's shaking? Sounds like an appropriate greeting for Richter Scale Day. Have yourself tied in knots? That's an appropriate pose for National Pretzel Day. I know I am able to tell you that this is the 369th edition of Charlottesville Community Engagement. That's a clear sign of how I honor Get Organized Day. I'm Sean Tubbs, the host of this regular newsletter and podcast about things trivial and of massive importance. In today's edition, the Virginia Solar Initiative has the first ever survey of how localities in the Commonwealth regulate solar installations large and small. The Village of Rivanna Community Advisory Committee in Albemarle will not be reappointed anytime soon. Charlottesville City Council ratifies the issuance of $23.5 million in revenue bonds for Midway Manor's refurbishment. And the Albemarle County Board of Supervisors got an update on Southwood in advance of a public hearing tonight for a rezoning for the second phase. In today's first subscriber-supported public service announcement that goes out to Camp Albemarle, which has for 60 years been a wholesome, rural, rustic, and restful site for youth activities, church groups, civic events, and occasional private programs. Located on 14 acres on the banks of the Mormons River near Free Union, Camp Albemarle continues as a legacy of being a civilian conservation corps project that sought to promote the importance of rural activities. Camp Albemarle seeks support for a plan to winterize the Hamner Lodge, a structure built in 1941 by the CCC and used by every fourth and fifth grade student in Charlottesville and Albemarle for the study of ecology for over 20 years. If this campaign is successful, Camp Albemarle could operate year-round. Consider your support by visiting campalbemarleba.org slash donate. In six years, the amount of electricity generated by solar panels in Virginia increased by 12,150%. That's according to data cited in the first ever survey of Virginia localities on their policies related to permitting large utility-scale installations as well as rooftop panels. The survey was conducted by the Virginia Department of Energy and the Weldon Cooper Center at the University of Virginia and asked a series of questions to officials in Virginia's 133 localities. Here's a section from the report. In Virginia, the permitting and siting of solar energy and energy storage facilities is heavily informed by local governments. Therefore, to realize the full potential of solar energy development in Virginia, it is important to understand and support the solar experience, concerns, and priorities of local governments. 109 localities responded to the survey, which was conducted a year after the General Assembly passed the Virginia Clean Economy Act, which, among other things, mandates that Virginia's largest two investor-owned utilities be 100% carbon-free by 2050. The VCEA also deems 16,100 megawatts of solar and onshore wind to be in the public interest, greatly reducing the barriers for project approval with the State Corporation Commission. The survey is intended to help inform policy across Virginia, given that localities set the detailed rules for siting and zoning of solar facilities. 
According to the U.S. Energy Information Administration, electricity generated through solar in Virginia increased from 30 megawatts in 2015 to 3,675 megawatts in 2021. Smaller installations on homes and businesses are called distributed solar projects. That number has risen from 948 so-called net metering installations in 2011 to 26,237 in 2021. There are eight vacancies on the Village of Rivanna Community Advisory Committee, and the Albemarle Board of Supervisors has no intention of filling them at this time. That's according to Emily Kilroy, the county's director of communications and public engagement, who wrote in an email to me yesterday, just after publication of the newsletter, that the Board of Supervisors will not make reappointments at this time because committee support right now is in transition. She's referring to committee support for community advisory committees. The previous appointees resigned en masse in April, after their April 11th meeting was canceled by the county for a lack of pressing issues. Committee members disagreed and objected, and announced their resignation in an April 19th Substack post. Albemarle County is currently reviewing its comprehensive plan, of which the Village of Rivanna Master Plan is a component. As part of that work, staff resources in the Community Development Department are not as available. Charles Rapp, the Deputy Director of Community Development, wrote in an email to the supervisors on March 1st, that the Community Development Department's long-range planning staff have traditionally managed all the CACs. However, to get them focused on the comprehensive plan, they are cutting back meetings with a structured schedule for all CACs for the remainder of the 22 calendar year. That did not meet the favor of the former members of the Village of Rayavanna Community Advisory Committee. Today, the Free Enterprise Forum is continuing their call for the county to disband all of the community advisory committees. What do you think? Let me know. would love to see a comment at the bottom of this newsletter. To learn more about the Comprehensive Plan project underway, visit the AC44 page on the Albemarle County website. This is not to be confused with the Air Canada flight between Vancouver and Dublin. At their meeting on April 18th, City Council agreed with the Charlottesville Redevelopment and Housing Authority's decision to issue $23.5 million in bonds for a third party to refurbish the Midway Manor housing complex in downtown Charlottesville. Michael Graff is a bond counsel with McGuire Woods. It's assistance um, with the um, uh, financing for the uh, substantial rehabilitation of Midway Manor apartments by standard communities. The funding will flow through the CRHA as a conduit for tax-exempt bonds, which requires the city to also issue its approval. Stephen Kahn is with Standard Communities. Um, at, a, at a high level, we will be uh, ensuring that this property continues to provide uh, affordable housing for at least the next 30 years uh, through partnership with Virginia Housing uh, and a allocation of low-income housing tax credits, as well as renewing the uh, subsidy contract that provides renters with um, rental sub- or provides the current residents with rental subsidy and is set to expire in about two years. Khan said Standard is working with the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development to extend that contract for 20 years. He said that's the maximum length that HUD will allow. He also said there will be a substantial renovation of the units. $60,000 per unit, um, very little that will be untouched. Um, 
the, the things you typically think of for renovations, kitchens and bathrooms and flooring and lighting and electrical systems, absolutely, but also some of the uh, behind-the-scenes elements that uh, can often plague older older buildings if they are not appropriately invested in uh, facade, windows, roofing. Khan said work on the elevator systems is currently underway. Councillor Michael Payne also sits as a voting member of the CRHA board. He voted to approve the bonds on February 28th, but he said he would vote on council with unease. There's not a way for city council to have baked in in our approval a lockstep assurance of, for example, when and if will the elevator get renovated? How is this process going to go? So I will certainly be trying to watch it as closely as I can and trying to reach out and talk with residents throughout this process. Midway Manor sits on 2.32 acres and was built in 1981, according to city property records. Standard Communities paid $16.5 million for the property on January 13th of this year. You're listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement, and the second Patreon field shout out goes to Leap. We are now well into spring, and many of us have already turned on our air conditioning units for the first time in months. To see what you can do to get the most out of your home, contact Leap, your local energy nonprofit, to schedule a home energy assessment this month. Just $45 for city and county residents. LEAP also offers free home weatherization to income and age-qualifying residents. If someone in your household is age 60 or older, or you have an annual household income of less than $74,950, you may qualify for a free energy assessment and home energy improvements, such as insulation and air sealing. Sign up today to lower your energy bills, increase comfort, and reduce energy waste at home. Tonight, the Avamar Planning Commission will hold a public hearing on the rezoning of the second phase of the Southwood Mobile Home Park being overseen by a local nonprofit. Habitat for Humanity of Greater Charlottesville purchased Southwood in 2007 and entered into an agreement with the Board of Supervisors in 2016 to work with the nonprofit for its redevelopment. A performance agreement for a public-private partnership was signed in 2019 to govern three and a quarter million dollars in county investment. Stacy Pethia is Albemarle's housing policy manager. That was shortly followed by approval of the Phase One rezoning application. Um, and just to let you know, the rezoning application for phase two was um, submitted to the county in 2021. Let's talk about phase one before we get to phase two. Phase one is for 30 acres on the eastern and southern edges of the property, with a maximum of 450 homes, 270 units of which were to be affordable to residents through various interventions. There's also a maximum of 50,000 square feet of non-residential space. Before describing Phase 2, Pethia gave an update on how the site plan for Phase 1 has turned out. The approved site plan for Phase 1 will provide a total of 335 residential units. Uh, 211 of those are affordable. The affordable housing units include approximately 121 low-income housing tax credit units, which will be located along Hickory Drive, again, up at the top of the right-hand side of the screen. 
Um, 86 habitat built units to be located in villages one and two, as well as block 10. And habitat units include condominiums, townhomes, and single family attached and detached units. Pethia said Habitat has currently identified 37 Southwood households who are ready to move forward with purchasing their homes in Phase 1. Phase 2 extends the rezoning to the rest of the existing mobile home park. Um, If approved, Phase 2 will include 527 to 1,000 housing units, 227 of which will be affordable, including a potential Uh, 60 additional LIHTC units or low-income housing tax credits. Phase 2 would allow for a maximum of 60,000 square feet of non-residential space. This is the section that the Planning Commission will review tonight. In addition to $3.25 million associated with the performance agreement, Albemarle has also used $675,000 from its housing trust to help pay for costs associated with the first phase of the rezoning, as well as the equivalent of $175,000 in county staff time. Additionally, the county applied for and was awarded a little over $2.4 million in grant funding, including a $40,000 community development block grant. Pethia said Habitat estimates the total cost to develop Southwood will be $154.7 million, including the cost to prepare the sites and to engage with residents. Habitat anticipates securing $131.1 million to cover the project costs. This amount includes funds that have already been received and that have or will be expended by the end of this fiscal year. The balance of total project funds include donations received through Habitat's capital campaign, revenue generated through mobile home park operations, proceeds from the sale of land for market rate housing, and funds Habitat anticipates receiving through federal and state grants, local government contributions, and foundations. Pathia said that leaves a current $16.6 million revenue gap, and county staff are looking to close it. Many sources will include a local match from Albemarle taxpayers. Another option would be increased funding from the Housing Trust or development of a new public-private partnership. In March, Mackenzie Scott gave Habitat for Humanity of Greater Charlottesville five and three-quarters of a million dollars. Habitat CEO Dan Rosenzweig said the deficit already includes that spending. So it's a blessing and a curse because um, uh, it's actually already baked into this. Another expense has been and will be removal of oil tanks under trailers, as well as failing septic systems. Uh, there are two areas of the current mobile home park that uh, are on failing septic right now. And um, there's one area of the park that was draining directly into the area that we're trying to develop. And that was obviously a catastrophe. And so one of the things that we've had to do earlier than we thought was scramble a little bit to help create, we created trailer pads on the other side of the park that's on sewer. We've been moving people. Uh, Some folks have moved out over the years and we've purchased mobile homes and rehab them. And so the first uh, 80 or so families were about halfway through moving them out of that that part of the park. So we can decommission all of that septic into an area of the park that's on public sewer so that they can temporarily be in a safer and healthier place. Rosenzweig said another 170 trailers are also on failing septic, and it is directly pouring into Biscuit Run into the James River watershed. They are applying for funding to install a new sewer line into the park, but that cost is $6.5 million, and the county will be asked to help cover some of the cost.
it would also be infrastructure that we're designing to be part of the second phase. So it would be infrastructure that's not temporary infrastructure, it's permanent infrastructure. The Planning Commission takes up the second phase of the rezoning tonight. Do look at the materials in advance, and if you have something to say, why not say it tonight? You can attend in person or virtual. But that's the end of this installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement for April 26th, 2022. It is likely that the next one will be out on Thursday, April 28th, because I have to give a presentation tomorrow, and I also have to spend some time on Civilpedia. I have now become, through a grant, uh, I now uh, receive some funding to be the coordinator for the Albemarle Charlottesville Historical Society, which is taking on the Civilpedia project. So that means... Uh, Uh, The next newsletter will come out on Thursday, which I'm glad uh, to be able to say that uh, because I know that sometimes, you know, you can't wait to hear the rest of these. But I really do thank you for listening to these. Putting all these pieces together is really great. And I really do anybody who is contributing. One way you can contribute is just to send it on to somebody else. There's also the Patreon account. There's the Substack with the Ting match. You know these things. And I need to get going to... On to the rest of the day uh, to produce that presentation. I'm Sean Tubbs, the host of this program. Stay uh, pollinated, uh, stay reproducing, stay towards the light, uh, stay yourselves. And of course, stay safe because those numbers are beginning to rise and I have an eye on them. More on that later this week. Sean Tubbs, see you again. Goodbye. <laughs>